Thank you, Diane. Appreciate that. Well, it is our fifth Sunday, so right here where we usually have a sermon beginning, we're going to have a special fifth Sunday theme. And as the elders were discussing this and praying about this, and we do discuss it and we do pray about these things before we just decide on a theme for the fifth Sunday, uh, we were kind of in the afterglow of our 50th anniversary celebration just uh, last month, uh, remembering God's faithfulness to this church throughout a half century. And it was such a great service, and I think everybody had a great sense in the room of God's faithfulness and God's presence in our midst. Uh, But we can't escape the fact that God accomplishes his good things in our lives through his people. So when we thought of all the things that have happened and the things that we have to be grateful for and how God has been faithful to us in the first 50 years of this church, we can't help but think of the individuals and the groups in this church that were part of this that God used to uh, celebrate on that uh, Sunday that we celebrated that. So we began to think, how can we integrate those two things, the afterglow of the 50th and also the reality that God uses people? Well, a couple things came to mind, and uh, I'll, I'll give you an example of how this came about. I remember, I don't know how many years ago did we have Jim's retirement party here from BASIC. Do you remember when that was, Laura? I don't remember either. It was probably a good 15 years ago, maybe, something like that. And I remember attending that retirement party for Jim and all of the uh, past and current basic kids, a lot of them got up and said all these great things about Jim and what a blessing he'd been in their life and everything. And I thought, wow, this is the kind of thing you only hear at a funeral. (laughs) And then I began to think about the same thing when I went to Laura's mother's memorial service just a few weeks ago. And the grandkids and uh, the great-grandkids, many of them got up and said all these wonderful things about Laura's mom and how much she meant to them and things that they remembered. And I, I thought, you know, I hope that they said some of those things to Laura's mom when she was still alive. And I began to think, isn't it too bad that those kinds of things, those affirmations, that encouragement, It seems like the only time you hear that is at funerals, and the person's gone. They can't enjoy and and, and feel the affirmation and love and encouragement from that. So we decided we're going to put these two things together this morning, and our theme is uh, Romans 12.10, which says, Show family affection to one another with brotherly love. Outdo one another in showing honor. And so that's what we're going to do here this morning. I want to read a couple other passages of Scripture. Uh, Let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. We see this idea of one anothering so often in Scripture. And in uh, Hebrews 3.13, we read, Encourage each other daily while it's still called today, so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. And I also thought of a, uh, that, that verse made me think of the chorus of a song by Stephen Curtis Chapman, The song is called, Still Called Today. And the chorus says, While it's still called today, won't somebody make it right? Before the day slips into night and the moments waste away. While it's still called today, we've got to say the words that are longing to be heard, because tomorrow may be too late. Go on and say what you need to say while it's still called today. So that's what we're going to do today. While it's still called today, here on this fifth Sunday, 2019, 
We're going to say those things that need to be heard. We're going to say those things about one another. That's why we introduced this to you last week and hope that some of you have been thinking about this. And uh, wouldn't it be great if that was what we were known for at TCF? We were known for encouraging and affirming, expressing love for one another and expressing gratitude and not leaving those words unsaid. When we leave those words unsaid, they, they don't have a chance to sink in and encourage uh, our brothers and sisters in Christ, and that's what we want to do here this morning. So let me give you a few ground rules here, okay? Uh, I told Jerry Dunn this morning I'm going to be like Monty Hall and I'm going to wander around with this. Now, I know that reference really dates me because most of you who were younger don't know who Monty Hall was, but Monty Hall was the host of Let's Make a Deal. And Let's Make a Deal, he would wander around the audience and with his microphone and, and, and do that. So that's what I'm going to do today. So I'll ask you to raise your hand if you have something you'd like to say. And I'm going to ask you to keep it to about three or four minutes, okay? So we have opportunity for many people to share something. I do reserve the right to arm wrestle you to get the microphone. Matter of fact, I will hold the microphone even, and I will pull it back from you, okay? Also would like you to stay on theme, okay? This is not the time to talk about yourself. This is the time to honor a brother or a sister in Christ or a group. You know, some of us... Uh, don't want to just honor an individual. We want to honor a group, a house church, or a, a ministry here in the church. So let's keep those things in mind as we share this morning. Don't wander from this theme of encouraging and affirming and expressing gratitude for one another. And if you don't get a chance to share this morning, do it after church. Do it this week, you know? Or if you just don't want to get up and say it publicly, but you want to say it one-on-one, -on -one, Tell that person you love them. Tell that person you appreciate them. Tell that person that you are thankful for them. So I have two people we're going to start with, and they will set the standard for us, okay? And then I'll ask you to raise your hand, and I'll wander around and uh, bring the mic to you, and we'll fit in as many as we can in the time frame we have today. So first we're going to start... Jerry, can we have this? We're going to start with Jim Garrett, because he asked to start with... And I figure if Jim goes longer than three or four minutes, I can beat him up. Faint heart, fella. You have no idea what you're talking about. But, uh, you know, 40 years ago next February, the Lord brought me to TCF to serve in leadership. And I must say in the 40 years I've been here, there have been so many, many, many of you who have encouraged me in so many ways. It would be impossible for me to give your names. But I especially say thank you to the women of this church. During the approximate two months, my wife lay in the hospital dying. When I had to be away on ministry, at one point when they would not allow me to stay overnight because I was a male, the women of this church, night after night after night, stayed with my wife. I'll always remember that, and thank you. Amen. James, where are you here, brother? You're next. Well, first of all, I want to tell you what I was saved from. Um, I was into drugs. I was immoral. I was manic. I was crazy. And I moved from Florida here to be with my girlfriend, Bink Bink Leapline's daughter, if you all 
Oh, our remain was here at church. I ended up in jail. I came to TCF. I was in Gordon's class. I didn't like him at all. He prayed. I was hung over, by the way. He prayed because I was being so contentious, and I fell asleep. And I ended up at the Jesus Inn because I didn't have any place to stay. I was homeless. Gordon told me I can stay. And for three days, I avoided Jesus. And finally, I was so such a wolf. Gordon and Terry gave me a chance. They explained the gospel to me, which I never heard before. And that night, I was saved. I was delivered. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. All of this at once. And for the first time, I slept the whole night through. Um, I started growing in the Lord. And I met Debbie, and it was love at first sight. Although she didn't know it, I didn't think that uh, I could be good enough for her, so I stayed away. And then I started growing, and my mind was so corrupt, I, I needed washing. And I was washed in the water of the Word at the Jesus Inn. It was so, so good. Uh, that day, the next day, I was Terry Hazen uh, prayed for me, and I was healed of an eye affliction. Um, I was at the Jesus Inn, um, and with Gordon and others, Terry Hazen. These are the people that were really committed to making the Jesus Inn work. Gordon, Terry Hazen, Philip Bernard, Robert McDonough. They were the leaders, then Mike Farrell and... Al Guarneri came, and we all lived together, and we, were, we, we grew together, and the love there was fantastic. Uh, soon I was a counselor and a teacher and uh, an evangelist and a friend to all that came there. Uh, one of the biggest thing was, things was I quit rebelling. I quit rebelling, and I submitted to leadership and to counsel, and Gordon took me under his wing. I can't be thankful enough to Gordon because he was faithful to the vision that God had given him, and he discipled me uh, as well as others that would lean into the Lord and into their, their uh, teaching and Gordon and I ministered together. We had a vision for the persecuted church in Russia, and we went behind the Iron Curtain before the Iron Curtain came down, and we joined in with the um, unregistered Pentecostal church, and we went into uh, prisons and uh, many other countries, and the Jesus Inn was a greenhouse for growth. Um, people that committed themselves there grew very, very fast through suffering and affliction and uh, through the teaching, the counseling, the ministry, the outreach. We even had a drama team at one time that I felt was very effective. And the Jesus Inn 
It kept me from backsliding. I knew that if I left there, I would backslide. And I couldn't leave because Debbie was there. And she and Gordon and, De- and Susie and all the others kept me, not to mention that every time I prayed about leaving, the, go- the Lord said, you can't leave. You just can't. Uh, you need them, and they need you. And the Jesus Inn and TCF, all of you were such a foundation and an encouragement for me and for many others. Um, So I counseled there for 15 years, and I spent 35 years there. I learned at the Jesus Inn what commitment and faithfulness really meant. I learned that from Gordon. I learned that from others. And I learned what it meant to be faithful to the other brothers and sisters there. So the Jesus Inn, oh, and we raised our kids there. So the Jesus Inn and uh, Gordon and others, TCF, they saved my life. Thank you, James. Raise your hand. I'll make my way over here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Forty-five years ago, I was in Stateville Penitentiary in Joliet, Illinois. At that time, there was a news article done reviewing the nation's top ten most violent prisons. Stateville was listed as number one, the most violent. But, praise God, I never was harmed, not one day when I was there, because he allotted me his protection. There were two men there that came from the outside, uh, Billy James from the Naperville Church of Christ in Naperville, Illinois, and Lawrence Anderson from the Chicago Southside Church of Christ. These two men came twice a week to bring us the Word of God, Sunday mornings for worship and Wednesdays for Bible study. It was there I came to know Jesus, and that is where I was baptized. And for those two men, I shall always be grateful. Forty-five years later, I met Gordon, and he invited me here to TCF. Since day one, the first day I attended here, I was I was known, I, I, I came to know the love and, 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 the, and the concern for each and every uh, member here. And I uh, consider all of you my family, and uh, I, I feel the warmth of your love and your concern for me every day. Thank you very much. I want to thank the church, my family, for the trip to Ohio. I hadn't seen my aunt or my cousin in 50 years, and I got to see them. I hadn't seen my brothers in over 20 years, and I got to see them also. And I just want to thank you all for helping to make that trip possible. And thank God for, for opening up the doors for me to go.
I've only been here a little over three years, but from the day my wife and I walked through these doors, this has been an encouraging church, and when I talk about it, that's the word I use, an encouraging church you are. Thank you. Um, there are so many people that I could thank um, for what a great impact you've made in my life. But I want to encourage the body by thanking Misty and Jason Feathers. Uh, Jason sometimes works at my house, so I see him interact with his children. And this is a young man we should be so proud of. I knew him when he was still in rebellion, and it's such a blessing to see how he's drawn to the Lord, and he is instilling in his children not only the love of God, but to be upright citizens. I don't know if any of you noticed on the Christmas program, it was his kids that knew every single word to all the songs. And they spoke loudly and clearly, and they look you in the eye when they talk to you. All those things are so commendable because life gets busy, and we forget that our kids are looking at us every minute. And it's not what we say to them. It's what we demonstrate for them. They catch so much more than they're really taught. And as our body ages, we don't put as much emphasis in raising our children. And yet, here are the feathers in our midst doing such a great example of raising godly children. Okay, who's next? My four seven years being part of this body, I've been blessed having this family, especially the former pastor that's no longer with us. And I have two men pick up his place to encourage me to keep on going. That's Jim and Joe. Because every time I talk to them, they encourage me to keep on going. Thank you, Art. I'm sorry. I came to TCF. Um, I grew up in Ohio and accepted the Lord at 16 and then came to ORU. And ORU made me a life Christian. For that, I'm grateful. Uh, But TCF, I came... uh, through my time at ORU and afterwards. And I wasn't terribly committed to church itself, but I was committed to the house church. And I'm grateful for the emphasis of the house church because even before we were married, this this helped uh, me to integrate full life and then to appreciate church. Um, I think I had some wounding and so it, um, then I came to appreciate TCF. I, Bruce and I 
had premarital counseling from Bill and Ann Sanders, for which I'll always be grateful. One of the things they said, um, I remember we were sitting here in this room, back here, the elders' room, and, and Bill brought up divorce. And I thought to myself, this is premarital counseling. Why would you bring this up? And... Um, he pointed out that at the point of marriage, if you commit, like the service says, if you commit and put that aside, um, you know, God hates divorce and he wants freedom and growth. And so uh, I think that set something in my heart that deepened my um, marital vow and deepened my heart toward um, just committing my heart to Bruce and to loving the Lord all my days. Secondly, Dave and Beth uh, Troutman led us through a, a weekly uh, marriage thing, and I'll always be grateful for that because that really helped our marriage get on good foundation and footing. And I'm, you know, Bill Sanders especially always emphasized family and how deeply important this is and how blessed we are, um, you know, with a full quiver. And I think just that love of children and love of family uh, really is a, a value that's so important in TCF through all these 40-plus years um, that I've been involved. The heart of family and praying for our children and loving, you know, loving gen the generations of family, I'm grateful for that from TCF, and I think that has shaped my life and helped me. Thank you. Okay. Hi. Most of you know that I am Misty's mom, and I just want to thank the church family that have stood in place for, as for me and my husband and grandparents. But just to let you know, we're here this week, so you guys can be relinquished of that duty. But <laughs> especially Bill. Thank you. There have been many uh, people who have helped us and encouraged us through the years, but I'd like to highlight Bob and Shirley McWilliams and Carl and Doris Eason, who were spiritual grandparents to us, officially and unofficially. And through the years, uh, Jody and I have often said that we feel like they were praying for us, that they knew exactly, they could see through us, and they knew each stage and phase, and that they were praying for us. And uh, we just want to thank them for their love. They never tried to counsel or butt in, but their prayers were powerful, and God answered. Amen. Um, I just wanted to um, highlight um, and thank the Lord for TCF's corporate heart for the world. It was 20-some years ago 
that when we visited TCF for the first time, we saw Lauren Cunningham. That was when we were up here for a Heartland Mission Conference. And then when the Lord brought us up to live here at Tulsa a year or two ago after that, we happened to just go visit TCF and knew this is the place God wanted us to be. Um, not only because of the warmth of the family here, but because of your love for the world. And it was the love of the world and hearing what's happening around the world um, through the missionaries, through Gordon, through Jim, through um, the, Joel, through these different people going there and coming back and telling us what's happening, how to pray. That has been an encouragement to us. And now that you support our son over in Tajikistan. Thank you. That's good. Nancy. Ed and, I, Ed and I have been here for 41 years. makes us feel a little old. But I remember that when we uh, first came to the Lord, then we, came to, we were in a street ministry, which was um, a difficult time, actually. And we came to the church that meets here, or met here in this building. And we were there for a year, and we knew no one. We knew the el- well, one elder, or our leader, and the leaders used to walk up and sit on the front, on the platform, and we really did not know them or know anyone else. And so we were in that church for about a year and just decided the things that were being preached were not what we felt was what the Lord had to say for us. So we visited churches. And I remember when we came to TCF at uh, East Central, there was a song that we were singing about Jesus, or you guys were singing, and there was so much peace. I knew we had found our home. And I don't have um, much of a Christian heritage. My sister, thank the Lord, is a Christian my parents, I believe, hopefully came to the Lord before they died. But I'm not in touch with my folks, uh, my, my relatives. Most of them are, are gone. I don't have much of a Christian family around me. So you guys have been my family for 41 years. I don't come here because, you know, it's the churchy thing to do or even always. I, I do want to hear from the Lord, but that's not the only reason. I want to see my family. You are part of my identity. God has given me relatives here. I have a dad here. I have had mothers here. Uh, God has filled in all those places that, you know, weren't there in the natural. So I'm so grateful to you guys. Every one of you has made a difference in my life. I know that. Either prayer or encouragement or just being here or being part of my family. So I'm so grateful to God for all of you. Thank you. Amen, Charlie. Um, Jerry and I have been here 36 years. And um, TCF is huge mainstay in our life through the years and um i'm grateful for how they encourage ministry you know and they i mean i remember when i um was finishing homeschooling my kids and it's like what's next and i heard about kids hope on the radio and i talked to jim grinnell about it and he goes go for it if god's calling you to do that go for it you know and and that that kind of um encouragement uh, I am so grateful for the elders. I think back when our son Brian was really going through it, and all six elders came in one car to our house more than once to lay hands on him and pray for him. And times in the hospital, you know, surgeries, and when Eric was in ICU, always there would be an elder there for support to pray. It's just, it's just awesome and wonderful. Um, 
I'm grateful for the opportunities. In the past, I think, mission trips, Honduras and mainly Kenya. And um, just that was a life changer for me. And to be um, there with the POPs team and Jim Grinnell and um, Millard and Shirley Parrish and just see how you just open your mouth and God will speak through you. You just got to trust him and he'll do it. And um, I think that mission trip um, really helped me in just going for it with the ministry, with Good News Club at Kendall Whittier and all. And um, just feel love. I just feel like, you know, there's not any fear of speaking in a crowd or whatever here because everybody just loves you and accepts you and knows what you've been through and been through it together. <laughs> and that is very, very precious. And I'm very grateful that my uh, daughter and James came to TCF after, you know, uh, trying out VBS and um, just seeing how this church relates to each other and works as an organism together, teamwork, to do ministry. And um, anyway, and James and Amy are raising my grandkids in a godly, godly way, and I'm so grateful. And a lot of it's the support of this church, this church. So that's it. Thanks. Okay, set the timer. Here we go. <laughs> I want to say thanks uh, to two groups of people. Uh, first, to all of you who participate in making Bible Bowl what it is. Sarah Joy Travers, Al Baker, Paul Bergard, uh, my wife Amy, Hannah Lawrence, and especially Bill Sullivan. Um, thank you all so much for all that you do to invest in our children. Uh, they all love it. They all come out of there knowing what's in the Bible. They know who God is. They know what he says. And it's that, that's such a, a big blessing. The second is uh, the entire VBS crew, which I know is most of you. But it, if, if you've not worked VBS, it is just an incredible, amazing, indescribable thing to see all these people who all have a very specific skill set uh, all doing very well what they love to do, and God making it all work together as well as he, he can do it. Um, I'm, I'm always so blessed to get to be a part of that and, and to see um, God showing up in each of the people that works at VBS, the behind-the-scenes, um, the stuff during the week, all of it, it. It all makes such a huge difference, not just to the kids who come, but to all of us who are part of it, I want to say thank you so much for that. I guess my specific skill set for the VBS, which I, for which I was recruited years ago, is I can act like an idiot. <laughs> and I do it really well. <clears throat> well, I first started t attending TCF in 1974, five years after its founding, and I came by birth. I joke that I was born a member. Um, <clears throat> so I've been here a long time, and I've seen a lot of things. And sometimes, as, as kids, I think we observe maybe more sometimes than the adults do. <laughs> but um, one of the things I have to say that I am so incredibly thankful for is um, 
I just want to honor Bill Sanders uh, as our founding pastor because after he received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, he never lost that really important element of teaching the Word of God. Um, Sometimes that can get lost, um, but he never lost it and laid a foundation in this church of sound biblical teaching. And I, and I have to also commend Chuck Farah because he also was a part of that. They laid the foundation of solid biblical teaching, yet empowered by the Holy Spirit. And that, to me, has been so uh, such a precious gift. And I don't think I realized how precious it was until after having traveled some and being at other churches. And, in fact, my sister... Um, having been overseas for a number of years, has also made the same comment, that we were both raised in a very solid Bible-teaching church. And yet, we also recognize that the power of the Holy Spirit is so also important. And then the other one I would like to <clears throat> commend, well, this is maybe a little more personal as my dad. I just want to commend him for his faithfulness to this body he has attended or, and, and been a leader in this church for between 40 and 45 years. And um, that faithfulness has set an example for his children and for many others. Um, the faithfulness to one body, the faithfulness to one uh, place, um, which isn't always uh, exemplified in this day and age. So I just commend him and thank him as well. Okay, maybe one more. Anybody else? Yeah, even uh, okay. We'll we'll get both of you, and now and then we'll be done. Now it's really risky handing up to Jerry because I may not get it back. <laughs> well, first off, I just want to say, Bill, I didn't know that was an act. <laughs> that Bible bowl. Oh, okay, it is. Um, I. I um, those of you who know me know that I'm a techno geek and a nerd through and through, and uh, nerds rule, you know. But uh, I just want to thank the church for giving me the opportunity to serve you up here, because this is where this is my kind of place to be. I'm not a counselor. I'm not a teacher. I'm not any of those things. But I have a place here to serve you, and I thank you for allowing me to do it. We've been a part of TCF for uh, about 45 years. Before that, I knew I'd been in a multitude of churches. I've never known a church that the leadership was so committed to the body and to the leadership of Jesus Christ as the elders at TCF. And I commend them and thank them for that commitment that they have and the time that they spend seeking God and his direction for this body. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Bob. Thank you.
Hadn't this been good? So uh, since I'm last and since I have the microphone, Jerry, let's switch back to this. You know, it's a dangerous thing to begin to thank individuals, and I think that's why Jim wanted to lead off by thanking the church as a whole, because when you begin to thank individuals, somebody's going to be left out, uh, because I can look around this room and see all of you and think of wonderful things that I would say to you in affirming you and expressing appreciation, but I'm going to take that risk this morning, and I want to thank, you know, this church has, I have felt so affirmed in leadership in this church. I have felt supported and encouraged. You know, it starts with the elders. The elders give me a tremendous amount of trust. They invest in me a lot of trust, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. But there are a a few individuals that do, in fact, stand out, and I'm going to name three because they never fail to affirm me after I've preached. Now, I know they're not just kissing up to me (laughs) because I know them. I know that this is very genuine. Jody and Nancy and Carla, you guys are, you ladies, <laughs> you ladies are wonderful, and you're part of the reason, just part of the reason, because I feel that affirmation from all of you. But you're a big part of the reason that I feel very affirmed and appreciated, and it allows me to feel free to do the ministry that God has called me to do, and I'm very, very grateful to all of you for that. Thank you very much. I want to read... One more verse of scripture as we prepare to close. It's from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. It says, We don't need to write you about the importance of loving each other, for God himself has taught you to love one another. Indeed, you already show your love for all the believers. That's what I want to say. You already do this. You already do what we're encouraging us to do. But here's the part. Even so, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to love them even more. So even though I think TCF is really good at the kind of things that we've been highlighting here this morning, let's not ever rest on our laurels, so to speak. Let's just do it more and more. Let's be better at it even than we are, because I believe that it's a witness to a watching world. I believe that it also has a big impact on how we grow as individuals in Christ, and as we grow as individuals in Christ, we grow as a body of Christ together. Amen? Okay, I'm going to close this in prayer. I want to remind you that there's a basket down here. Uh, There's a benevolence offering we receive on the last Sunday of every month. If you would like to put a check or some cash in there, that will go toward our benevolence fund. I'm also going to pray for our meal, okay? So when we leave, you don't need to wait in there to go through the line. Uh, You can begin to go through the line and begin to eat without waiting for somebody to pray because it will be pre-blessed food. It's blessed right here, okay? So let's pray together. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you, Father, for the encouragement, for the affirmation, for the gratitude that's been expressed here this morning. Father, help us to be a really, truly grateful people. Help us, Father, to affirm one another, to express our love for one another, to not leave unsaid those things that we think often and then just never say them, Father. Help us to express our love for one another. Help to express our appreciation and our gratitude for one another. Let that be the hallmark of this church as we walk together in Christ in the ministries you've given us, Lord God. We thank you now for the time of fellowship we're going to share over the meal. We thank you for the food we're going to enjoy. 
We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your amazing grace at work in each of our hearts and our lives. And we ask your blessing now as we're dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen.